0: How's it hanging? How's it happen? You guys, this is Kevin from the Card Progression Podcast. And today, after three years, we bring Cassidy Paris back to the podcast. We talk about some incredible news she has regarding her music in terms of the future of it and a possible debut album. We also talk about her connection with her fans, how the importance of putting their fans first, making sure her fans always have the time of day really stands out, and the connection she's making not only with fans and older generation with her style of music, but with younger generations of fans with her message alike this is a fantastic episode with someone we've been waiting to do another one with let's go yeah well 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 well, ladies and boys and girl listeners of the court progression podcast i believe it has been almost three years yes counted three years since this guest has been on the podcast And since those three years, I mean, I got to say, incredible growth has happened. This woman here has performed in Australia, Japan, the UK, US. She's been touring all over the UK and Australia, and it's been nuts in Europe. And I mean, every time I end up seeing anything that she's got going on, it's like, okay, she's always in a different country performing, playing her music. And the best part about it is, is when it comes to bringing great music to the world, this is someone that's going to be bringing great music for many, many, many years to come. So please welcome back. Cassidy Paris the podcast so Cassidy welcome back
1: thank you so much for having me I'm so glad to be back
0: thanks for being on I mean it's been like three years like once again I mean that's just a long time and there's got to be just an insane amount of growth that's been happening in those three years I've been kind of watching it of course because following you on social media so seeing the fact that you know continue to tour the world just so many times over it's been incredible to watch I mean so far from your perspective how's it been going on that front
1: Oh, it's just been unreal. Um, I've had so much support from so many people around the world and they make, me, they make it able for me to actually go out there and perform. So uh, I'm just super grateful to all those people and um, it's people like you guys that get the word out there for me. So thank you so much for having me back. I'm really glad to be back.
0: Oh, anything to get the word out because again, when it comes down to it, one of the things I've always loved to do is to support any new artist, any new band that I possibly can because... Every band that we've always loved, I mean, even the ones that are just starting to get their traction right now, the ones that have blown up since the last time we talked, they all started out Mm -hmm. as small bands at one point in time as well. So if we don't support them, who's going to?
1: Oh, for sure. Exactly. It's all about sharing the world around and helping out musicians. This business is hard enough as it is. So um, any support we can get and give is, is great.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, and again, seeing the fact that you're touring the world a couple times over, it seems like it's just... It's something that's always incredible to see. So what if some of those... Any, or I should say this. Any like crazy fun tour stories of the past couple of years that you've had? Because I always love crazy story time with, with whatever guests I have on. In this case, it's you.
1: Um, I'm just like... I'm trying to think off the top of my head, like the UK was so fun last year and um, me and the band, uh, we're just so excited and so pumped to be back in November and December of this year, so we're going to make a lot of new memories and new stories, but um, I think just hanging out with like my dad on tour and hanging out with Danny Chicardi of Wicked Smile and And Dave Graham and there's a couple of new members in Wicked Smile as well that I've I've become really good friends with so I'm really happy about that and I've also got two new members um, Tom and Alex Rogowski um, from Mad Haven that have joined my band over here so they're coming from the UK to Australia and um, they've joined my band so that's that's really exciting to to have them on board but yeah it's all about making memories for us and working with good people so I'm really glad that we're able to do that.
0: Oh, that, again, that is something that's fantastic here, especially the fact that you're continuing to do all these things, of course, with Wicked Smile and with your dad as well. I recently had Paul Crosby, the uh, original drummer from Saliva, on the podcast, who now is in a band called Cold Words, and he's in it with his two sons. So constantly oh, seeing, cool. you know, parents, uh, parents who are musicians and their kids getting into it as well. I know you've been into it for quite a while. So just that continued connection, that continued growth, seeing not only, you know, the parents, but also the kids growing at the same time in music. Sharing those memories, sharing those experiences, it's always something that's an absolute massive positive, not only for the scene as a whole, but it just—it shows this intergenerational connection between whatever styles of music you're going for. Because you never know what might happen. One of your kids might go a different way than you in terms of music, but having that support, having that camaraderie helps build up the family values especially that we try and have here especially in the rock and metal scene where you go to a show everyone there feels like it's family it's like your long lost family that you haven't seen in a long time but every time you see them it's like even though i just saw it yesterday it's been a while what's up man high five
1: Woo! exactly exactly and that's the great thing about touring with like a bunch of bands as well that i like grew up with even like Last week, we played um, a show with Black Majesty, which is the band that my dad um, was in a little while ago. And those boys in that band are just like, you know, they're like my second dad. So it's so cool to be able to share the stage with them and to do something fun with them in the music scene.
0: It's like anytime you go out on stage, it's, you know, a group of, like, Cassidy's, like, dads and friends and like that are kind of like father figures at the same time are all there supporting you every step of the way. That's That's got to be one of the coolest feelings in the world.
1: It absolutely is,
0: 100%. I wish all my dads and his, my dad and all his friends would watch this podcast, but they don't. I'm going to blame them for that one.
1: <laughs> you know we're gonna force him to watch too too this good. one
0: because the style of music that you work off with the sound music that you really love and of course a lot of the bands you go out with some of them some of my dad and his friends they absolutely just like are all into that stuff so gonna be like yeah, okay definitely. we're gonna send you this one and we're just gonna see what you guys think and if you guys don't yeah, like exactly. it i'm gonna stare at you
1: <laughs> the dramatic stare it always works
0: the dramatic stare but it's gotta be like the turnaround stare so it's gotta be like
1: i can't turn on my chair that's that's really upsetting
0: (laughs) like gyrosphere chair for the win desk chair Woo! and now i'm moving all over the place and probably annoying my neighbor downstairs like why are you moving around so much this late at night i don't care (laughs)
1: too good
0: it's like i'm having a good time well before we even got started on this you said you asked me what day this podcast is going to come out because you were announcing something in early september and we're shooting this the first day of the month, especially on my second day of the month on your and given our time difference. And I have no idea what it is. So I got to ask you, what was this thing that you were going to announce? Because I'm, I'm curious.
1: For sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I was uh, lucky enough to obviously tour the UK last year. And um, I've actually just signed a record deal with Frontiers um, SR. SL- SRL Music. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to to be able to have my first record deal and to have an album coming out quite soon. So that's, um, you know, as a musician to have a, a, a reputable label like Frontiers um, behind me, I'm, I'm just very uh, grateful and very excited to have that. Um, coming up. So that's the, the, the big news that I was talking about. And one thing I had to maybe shush about because and I've been trying to bite my tongue for a little while now, but um, it's very exciting to have so many um, people that are experienced in music be behind a young artist
0: okay that is something that i was like i was trying to guess what it could have been after you'd said it throughout this whole entire like couple of minutes i'm like okay what could it be because i know there was potentially a new uh debut album that was gonna be coming out sometime soon didn't know when that was coming had no idea was my guess was gonna be like all right you're gonna tell me you're gonna come on a u.s tour i was gonna be like hot damn i can finally make good on my promise from the last time i meet you and your dad in chicago and we can get deep dish pizza but exactly uh,
1: ra- and we we we'll still do get that deep dish pizza don't worry
0: we're still oh yeah i <laughs> I have not forgotten about that. I'm still like dead set on that. It's going to happen on top of that though. Now signing to a record label and then having the support of them when it comes to creating a debut album, having that coming out soon. Oh my God. That's got to be just a dream come true right there.
1: Oh, it absolutely is. And Frontiers have been an absolute dream to work with. I'm um, I'm so super excited for you guys to hear the new record because it is, it, it just really an when I was riding to Frontiers a couple of days ago, they were like, "I'm trying to work out the cover art," and I was like, "It feels like a representation of my all my teenage years in one um, one album." So, uh, and it's 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 modern, but it's got that '80s twist that um, like that danger has. My latest single, and I'm I'm really excited for everyone to hear it because it's something that I've been working so hard on for a while now. And I, I basically got back from the UK, and it was like back into action with the, the songwriting and the, the recording process and, you know, everything behind the scenes that um, that takes a long time. So I've been biting my tongue um, for so many months now, but it's so cool to finally be able to talk about it and to be able to have something coming out and to announce that.
0: Hey, you're labeled back to artists right now. It makes a lot of sense where even though you're going over your playing shows over the UK and you come back and it's all right, right back to work from the writing process in recording, getting everything done there, working to make sure that everything is ready so that when you do make the announcement, when it comes to having that debut album come out, everything is already set in place so that it is the best possible. And I do want to dive into a lot of this stuff. So the first thing specifically is, now when it comes to getting this record deal, okay, walk me through the backstory, how this whole entire record deal come into fruition. I love hearing these stories, especially because now, especially for my end, and not only the fans' ends as well, we can get a little bit of a back-end story of you in terms of, how this all came to fruition, especially from someone who's been working in music, been playing music their whole entire lives, having a mm-hmm. dream come true, not only coming true, but especially when it comes to the age that a lot of people get record deals yeah. at this young of an age.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, another cool thing about Frontiers signing is that I'm the youngest person to sign with Frontiers, which when I found that out, I kind of had to sit with that thought for a little bit because it's a, it's a huge thing for for myself and for rock music as well to to sign a record deal with, like I said, such a reputable brand um, and so many bands that I love assigned to this record label like Orianthe. she's a huge inspiration on me. Um, Eclipse is a huge inspiration on me, Enough's Enough. And I was actually talking to Chips Enough earlier this year about the record deal, which is how long we've been working on the album for. Um, and it's just so cool to, to be able to have um, have those that connection with those sort of bands that are on the record label now which is really nice and um, these are bands that I grew up to listening listening to as well. So my dad is like a huge enoughs enough fan and um, when I was telling chips about chip about it he was like, we're record label buddies now and I'm like, I can't believe I get to say that with the singer of enough's enough like that's super cool
0: that that is insanely cool especially to have all of a sudden probably your dad when you first heard about that probably just go into like, that is awesome, but then internally just going like, yeah! at the same time, exactly. just also expressing his overjoyedness of this on the inside. But being the youngest artist signed to that label, that not only is a testament to your skill, but also to... Just the amount of believability and the amount of passion, the amount of stock that the record label is, that Frontier is putting into you because they're saying, we believe in you. We love the sound. We want to make sure this works. And even as the youngest artist on our bill, we're going to be back behind you 100%. And when it comes to what it means for rock and metal overall, that's something that we absolutely need. We need to be supporting bands, not only from the record label side, but also from the fan side, especially ones that are starting to come up because again, we take a look at some of the other genres of music that are out there that are popular any pop music in the u.s over here hip-hop and rap modern country whatever it might be it's they're always very supportive of these younger artists that are coming up and in rock music it hasn't necessarily been that way so the more we support those younger artists more support you we continue to elevate just what can potentially be what can come and it makes it more accessible to a lot of other people that want to play this kind of music and get inspired to create this stuff in their garages at the ages of like 12 and 13.
1: for sure exactly and like i said like people like orienti assigned to this label and These are people that I listened to when I was trying to start my music journey. And like, I listened to Oriente not only when she was doing like her, her rock stuff, but also like when she, she was Michael Jackson's guitarist. Like that's a huge thing. And when I was younger, I I learned to play beat it. And I just, I, I watched her all the time because I just thought to myself, this this woman is so cool and she's so powerful. And now that I'm signed to the same record label as her, it just it blows my mind to, to think that, um, let alone say it to everyone now.
0: Yeah, you can say that the woman who was Michael Jackson's guitarist, who mastered an insanely awesome Eddie Van Halen riff for Beat It, is someone that you are not only connected with as label mates, but are able to talk to become friends with and share this bond together when it comes to growing not only in music with her experience right now being able to transfer that over to you and kind of guide you through some of these things at the same time. Because of course, as a younger artist, you know, being tied again, the youngest artist frontier, there's a lot of things that other artists have already gone through that are on that label that they know that they're able to share with you. They're able to help mentor you in certain capacities around the business side of things while you continue to be creative on your end, foster that creativity and continue to create the music that you want to and continue to deliver on that night and night out and basically you know, live your absolute dream that you've been living pretty much your whole entire life at this point. It just keeps coming to fruition over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, for sure. And even like, um, I've been working with the producer, his name's Alessandro Del, uh, Alessandro Delvecchio, and he's in the band of Edge of Forever. And I'm like a super big fan of that band as well. His own band. And it's just, it's, amazing to be able to work with these people that are such heavyweights in the music industry and I just feel so lucky that I get this opportunity to kind of um to be that person for for young people in rock music and to to keep writing and keep putting out music and now I have a record label behind me that I'm really really proud to say is my record label.
0: And at the exact same time, too, when it comes to just connecting with people from a, uh, a younger standpoint, being able to reach out to them, when it comes to being on that record and a lot of the stuff that you have worked on in the past, a lot of stuff you've stand for being an active campaigner and metalheads against bullying, it just absolutely brings much more to the foray of... You know, as a younger person, if you're going through the teenage years, you're probably dealing with a good amount of things that might necessarily not be in the best capacity. You could very well be dealing with a lot of bullying. A lot of us have dealt with that stuff, myself included. You could be dealing with other issues when it comes to just not necessarily being treated as you should with respect because of some certain differences but when it comes to the rock and metal space you feel accepted you feel like this is potentially where you belong and you start going to the shows you start connecting with these artists you start connecting to their music and it just gives you this absolute shot of inspiration of life in a way I mean if it wasn't for music I wouldn't be doing this podcast I probably wouldn't be talking to you and I might not even be alive at this point
1: exactly exactly it's I think people underestimate the power of music really like it's a huge huge thing especially in a lot of people in my life lives um that just music is everything to us like um people just it's it's just huge the power of music I can't even put it into words really it's massive and to be able to to do that every day and to to live out my dream I just I couldn't ask for any anything more
0: And coming from that idea too, it's the power of music. It is hard to put into words, just given how impactful it can possibly be. But even taking a look at it from your perspective, from your life, it's, the amount of people you're able to connect with, not only from the bands that you enjoy listening to, the people you're working with, the, the relationship you have with your dad as well, playing music together. But again, mm-hmm. just the fans that you're reaching, the people that you're reaching with your music, fans of the style of music that you, work, that you uh, work with, all the from an older perspective, they're able to see younger artists continue to bring forward the style of rock music that they absolutely love. And then there's younger people that are out there that are starting to get into this kind of stuff. And they're discovering your music at the exact same time. Again, finding this place where they feel like they belong, they feel like they're accepted in a world where a lot of times people in society are trying to put us in these certain boxes. And if you don't fit into this absolute perfect, like little square space of these are the qualities you're supposed to have, you're just kind of seen as an outcast where all of a sudden it's like, outcasts are welcome here. And if you're just like someone that fits in that box, but you like rock music at the exact same time, we're like, hey, come here.
1: Exactly. Want to
0: join us? Get in here, man!
1: Exactly, exactly. And I think this album is a huge representation of like it's for the outcasts, it's for the the outsiders, the people that didn't feel like they were fi- they fit in. And and like I said, it's a it's a real um. It showcases my entire like childhood and high school experience and everything that came in between that, and especially the last two years as well. I really can can see the growth from when I first released. Talk about it. To listening to this album so it's i really do feel like this is my time and that um this album is gonna gonna do cool things and i'm really excited to see what it can possibly do
0: all right so now talk about this new album when you said earlier kind of the inspiration around it was a lot around those formative teenage years and kind of putting a lot of those experiences Mm -hmm. into this album and again we're talking about rock music being this place of connection, being this place of openness, being the place of you can just be who you are and come on in, we just love to have you here. When it came to growing up, when it came to going through those teenage years, especially being so into music that you were, and again, being a part of Metalheads Against Bullying, did you ever really experience any of those negative things that people really associate with rock music, any of those negative experiences to just really put this into your album at the exact same time as well and have that be a piece of it to help other people connect to your music, potentially have similar experiences, relate to those, and then feel more connected to you as an artist that, hey, other people go through this stuff. And if we all go through, if a lot of us are going through it together, a lot of us can get through this together.
1: Absolutely. Like um, that, that song Stand is actually um, on the album, the one I wrote like a couple of years ago. Um, that's going to be featuring on the album, which is really cool. And there are a couple of other original songs that I um, released as singles that are going to be on the album. They're re-recorded um, and revamped a little bit, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, there, there are definitely songs that represent that. And like I said, there, there are so many different facets to this album and like when you listen to it and I've been really picky with what song I want to come first, what song I want to be last on the album, just so it's it's really a story and it's kind of a driving force as well.
0: Well, I mean, think about it from a life perspective as well and think about it from a listener perspective, from a fan perspective, all the albums that you listen to, the ones that kind of have the certain cohesion between back and forth where, yeah, you know, those songs might have their own individual meanings, but there is some sort of the story you're lying to them. It makes sense to the point where if we're listening to it, we can start to pick up from a certain point in time to start out and we can go through this emotional journey with you so that you can express what you need to express to us through your music, through your experiences. We can pick up on that emotion, fill in the experiences from our own personal experiences in our heads, and then really start to pick up on it. So a lot of those times when you go going through your teenage years, going through high school, And having some of those moments that you really put on this album, there's a lot of us out there that may have had those exact same kind of moments, can relate to the emotions, and then really pick up on that. And having that kind of a position of a track list to know exactly where to put them, especially when it comes to rock fans, we still like to listen to albums. You know, if you're going to go front to back, you want to make sure that there is going to be some sort of cohesion there.
1: For sure, yeah, definitely. Sorry, my my neighbor thinks it's a great time to do some lawn mowing right now, so you're going to hear a little bit of that in the background. Not a dog this time on the podcast; it's a it's a lawnmower, so mind that in the background. But yeah, for sure. And I think that, like like I said, I want to tell a story with this album, and it's it's definitely a representation of me and the things I've gone through. So I've been very, very particular with the way I want things. And Frontiers have just been so awesome in kind of um, letting me tell my story. And it's just been great. It's been a great relationship. I can't talk highly enough of them. Um, It's yeah, I'm, I'm just very, very excited about it.
0: Now, going through and creating this album, was there any like specific story or specific experience that you really wanted to hone in on to express to everybody through your music to kind of have that piece of connection to them and have them have that feeling that, yeah, we go through all this stuff, but a lot of us are going through similar things and going through it together. Make sure that we can even get stronger together. We can talk about this stuff and at the same time even grow from it. Have you had like what experiences were you really putting into this album specifically?
1: My experience with bullying was a was a huge one. Um, definitely, I feel like not even just in stand in the message in stand, but like in the type of music that I'm putting out there as well. I think it's um, it's very clear to see that the influence that that kind of um, that bullying because I was a rock chick and I was kind of an outsider and different a little bit. Um, basically, it's kind of like a I don't give a fuck what you mean, what you like. What You Think About Me album and that's the that's the great thing about it I feel like Frontiers have been so cool about what I want to do and um, my message that I want to get out there to the audience and um, it really is a a super cool I'm I'm biased obviously in saying this but it really is a super cool set of songs and um, I can't wait to put out a bunch of new material out for people as well so um, yeah definitely there's different songs that represent different things and different stages in my life and um, that's the great thing about it it's it's a journey and when you listen to the album Back to Front you will see that it's a journey and it's a story and that's really what I wanted it to be so I'm, I'm so proud of it and it's something that I've been working towards for a very long time so it's super cool at the age of 20 that I'm going to be able to do this finally.
0: Yeah, when a lot of people, you know, at different ages, especially a lot older ages might be spreading out their first, sound. They're putting out something that really are getting the back of mind. I mean, th- take it from my perspective. I'm 28 and I'm still podcasting, having a blast with it. But when it comes to getting that like super big deal with like Spotify or something, eh, might be a little far away from that at the moment. However, jumping back to where you're coming from, especially from the bullying side of things. Anybody, when especially when it comes to just the music that, you know, that you love, that I love. What happens is, especially with it not being the popular genre or popular genres right now, it's any time that that's brought. any time we express anything, like, especially from a teenage standpoint, I remember experiencing this as well. Even though I wasn't as heavy as stuff as I am now, I still absolutely loved Rise Against when I was in high school. Yeah, so yeah. with everyone loving hip hop and rap and whatever pop music was out there. Because this was at the end of the whole entire, you know, emo pop punk scene. So all of a sudden, this is when rock music was kind of at its really low point, like 2010, 2011 going into there. It just happened to be where you just, it was, there was always some sort of this disconnect where people are always just, oh, you don't like the same thing we do. So kind of in a clicky kind of sense, you're kind of put on this outside. And people will always try and one-up each other, especially in that space. And they're always gonna try and step on you to push themselves up by putting you down based on the music they like, based on the aesthetic that you're putting out. So from your perspective, kind of loving this kind of music, working with this kind of music, really playing this and showing this love for rock music and being seen as this rock chick and outsider at the same time, a lot of us can connect with that in our own certain capacities when we listen to your music and then we can have that feel, we can have that motivation where you're going to put out your message basically, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Motherfucker! Just going exactly. all to against the machine, you know, energy on that whole entire song as a way to stand up to bullying, as a way to stand up for yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm so glad that you say that and I really appreciate that because it's there's nothing better as an artist when you receive a message or someone tells you that they've connected with your music it's helped them um they feel like they it got you got them through in a certain experience um and it's really cool to see that um people like what I'm doing and um I, I feel like you know, it's not just me, and, and this this record deal is not just for me. It's not just for for the band. It's it's for everyone, and it really feels like a huge family that I'm a part of. So, um, this is for for the people that kind of championed me, um, from the beginning, and for the ones that you know, um, say that they connect with the music. So, it's super cool to to have that as well.
0: Oh, it absolutely has to be because it shows that even the experience that you went through and the art that you're creating off of those experiences from an influence standpoint is connecting with those people, is showing appreciation for everyone that supported you throughout that time. It's this entire collection of especially from your first album. This is what I've been through. This is the message I'm trying to put out. And it's something that's positive. That's going to help out people that are in those troubled times, especially in a younger age at the exact same time everyone else that had supported me at that standpoint or even people that are older that also had to go through those things that love this kind of music can potentially relate to this as well and see that there are other people out there other artists out there that love this kind of music that are putting Mm -hmm. this stuff out there and are continuing to grow and try and bring back this rock and metal genres that we absolutely love back to the point where when we think about the best music in the world when the world thinks about the best music in the world we're always looking at bands in the rock and metal sphere because because that's what people are loving i think it's the most real and most raw kind of music out there personally because i've heard mm. some of the most intense emotional things that come out there not discrediting any other you know genres of music out there i know there's a lot out there that artists love to put out their own selves but there's something about rock and all that just adds this certain rawness to it that is yeah. unmatched by any other genre that's out there that's just my opinion. Yeah. Now.
1: Exactly. No, I agree. It's got this fire. It's got this flair about it. And that's why I keep doing what I do because, you know, it's not only something I was brought up on, it's something that because I was brought up on it, I have that connection with it. And I, I felt that, you know, connection and that emotion through hearing the music that my dad played me as a little girl. So, um, like I said, to be able to make um, music that kind of re- represents that, has a modern twist on that, is, is super cool. And um, I'm so so glad that people are enjoying it and that people are along on this ride with me.
0: So for right when that album comes out, first thing I'm gonna do with it is besides listen to the whole entire thing, is I've got a little cousin who's gonna be turning, God, how old is she gonna be turning this year? I think six years old this year. And oh she absolutely loves everything around music for like her parents are trying to get her into music as much as possible. Cause that's what she wants to do. They bought mm-hmm. her a little drum kit. They got her a little like guitar as well. And she's yeah. trying to play all stuff and they're trying to find more bands and more artists for her to like, listen to, to get to know. And I'm like, Oh, now I found another one. I also sent them spirit box for her to listen to as well. And apparently she Fantastic. fell in love with spirit box. I'm just like, well, she's going to take all my suggestions now was not exactly. expecting that exactly. one. to work. But Your work
1: yeah. is done well. Exactly. Just got to
0: keep making sure that all the great music I know gets in the hands of the next generation. What else? What can I say? That's what I got to do.
1: Definitely, definitely. And that's a thing that I think that is, is really cool about um, like the music that I'm putting out there at the moment is that there are those people that are into 80s rock and into um, the old school stuff. But then I have these people that, you know, are the new generation and really loving and digging it. So um, that's what I hope to do um, with this album is hope to bring rock music back to the forefront. And I know I always say that, but I really, I really do think that um, this is the time for it and that there are a lot of people doing it at the moment. So, um, it's, it's super cool to be in that wave of, you know, classic rock.
0: Well, even when it comes to just rock and metal on the whole entire spectrum as well, when it comes to bands that are starting to get and artists that are starting to get a lot more traction. We're starting to see more rock and metal artists really hit on that. Mm, and the yeah. three specifically that I know that I'm going to bring up are sports. From 2021, it was Spirit Box. Last year, no doubt in my mind, it was Bad Omens. This year, Sleep Token. There are so many bands that are starting to get picked up and just start to gain a lot more traction to the point where exactly. more rock and metal artists are starting to get more of that mainstream appeal, more of that mainstream attention, and start to build the genre back up and are seeing more support from people that aren't just that are like super-duper diehard into it, seeing more of an openness to it. But when it comes to your music, too, with that 80s-inspired sound where it can connect between different generations. And this is where I see it is Mm -hmm. when it Mm -hmm. comes to the older generations, the people that love that kind of sound, the people that grew up on that, that had their foundations and what they love in music to that sound, they're going to hear what you have and they're going to connect with it based on the sound itself. However, when it comes to people around you and younger where they're going to connect with the next generation is with not only who you are as a person, but also the message that you put out there as well, because It's something that they're going to see a little bit more of a closer connection to you. They're going to have this certain connection with you to the point where they're going to end up just really experiencing the music, feeling the passion behind it and getting into it based off of that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's the great thing about it. It's that it is kind of this like generational connection. And that's, I think that's something that I kind of learnt through my connection with music and my dad's connection with music, but I see it with so many young people these days and it makes me so happy. Um, like when I was playing a gig last week, I had so many people come up with come up with their kids and say, hey, like I was coming to this gig, but I really wanted to introduce you to my daughter or my son because they're really into your music and they're into, into rock music. And that just made me so, so happy and so happy that, People my age are enjoying this type of music and are enjoying the music that I love writing. So that's a that's another super cool thing about um, writing music and putting out um, inspired music from the 80s.
0: And on top of that, just from that story as well, you know, having people bring their kids to introduce their kids to you. The thing that as an artist that just from that story, you say meeting these kids, being able to have this moment and have and have these talks with them and just connect with them on a more personal level, even if it's just for 15 to 20 seconds, what that does is it potentially creates a core memory for that kid. It potentially creates something where they look back at that and just find this certain connection with rock music that just continues to grow over time where they may end up starting their own bands as well. They may end up starting their own journeys in music wherever it might take them. And when they think about what happened to it, they can always go back to that certain core moment where everything kind of started from them. And even for myself, I think about, do I have that core moment? Yeah, it happened when I was like, shoot, maybe two years old. Of course, a couple other things had to happen to get to the point I'm at now, but to start my journey on that kind of music, boom, something happened when I was that young. Of course, it can happen later on in life, but when it comes to being a kid, it has a lot of potential impact on where you go. So if they really like your music and there may be, and their parents come up and introduce like, hey, you know, love your show, want to introduce my son or my daughter to you, all of a sudden having that sort of connection with them could be the thing that just, absolutely opens up the rest of the world to him.
1: Exactly, exactly. And it's a great thing for rock music as well. Like I see when I'm listening to the radio in comparison to when I was listening to the radio three years ago, I'm hearing a lot more rock inspired music. And it makes me so happy to to see that because, you know, young kids listen to the radio and I mean, young kids listen to things that their parents listen to as well. So it's it's super cool to be able to, um, to be that kind of younger person in the scene and to have people introducing their kids to me and to feel like um, they've got that connection with the music as well so um, I I just feel so flattered when anyone does that um, and brings their kid to a show or um, introduces their kid to my music and sends it to me it's just it's the biggest compliment ever.
0: See, I'll be able to introduce my little cousins and to, to your kind of music. However, when it comes to going to a show for you, when you come over to the U.S., whenever the next time is, I don't think I'm actually be able to bring my little cousins with me. Unfortunately, their parents might be like, "Uh, that might be a little too far there, Kevin." Yeah. Be like, "What? What? I'm just going down to Chicago and get some deep dish pizza. We're gonna have a blast." Also, my one cousin's gonna call me, Kevin. I live in Denver. yeah that's gonna be a problem now ain't it
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly no but it's it's super cool um connection to have with you know that younger generation and my generation really i say younger generation but i'm meaning like the toddlers and the you know the really small kids like um one of the the singer in black majesty the the band that my dad used to be in. um he's got a daughter now and um she's really into my music and it's so cool uh a couple of maybe about a year ago I took her up on stage with me for the first time and she just had a blast so it's so cool to to be able to do little things like that and to to connect with people on that level.
0: Well, even on that same kind of level, too, think about all the times where bands have those certain connections, especially with a younger generation. Of course, now I'm talking anyone like, you know, under the age of 13. I've seen bands go out of their way to do whatever they can to make sure that if there are kids in the audience, they're having a good time. I've seen Ben Burley from Breaking Benjamin literally break up a fight because there were two guys that were fighting in the middle of the show and they're around their kids. And ended up kicking the dads out of the show because they were fighting and had the kids come on stage for the rest of the show so that they were going to be in a safe place and could still enjoy the show. So creating that positive connection. I've seen Ivan Moody give a bat to some like 11-year-old kid because, well, why not, you know? Then in those moments you're creating, again, those core moments. You're creating these fascinating connections for these kids, especially if they're absolutely loving every step of the way, like you just did there. Who knows? Maybe you see some other kids in the crowd uh, during your uh, next shows and you invite one up if if they want to. And if they're a little too shy, you know, that's okay. Don't want to make them do anything that's uncomfortable because at that point in time, then they could have that negative experience and that could last them for a long time. Trying to create those positive experiences with your music and in a live setting for the next generation is something that's going to be absolutely impactful going forward.
1: Yeah, definitely. Couldn't agree more.
0: And we need to see a lot more of it too, because I'm not seeing enough of it out there. We're not seeing
1: enough I of agree, it. I agree. I agree. And that's what artists should be doing though, in order to you know have that connection with fans. And it really bugs me when artists, are like they don't want to take a picture or sign something for a fan. And I'm like, these are the people that have Made you who you are. They put you in the position you are. And I don't understand how you could ever, ever do that because it's such a huge, huge thing. And that could change someone's life. It's, it, I don't know, it blows my mind.
0: It, it blows my mind too. The only times I'll give like those concessions is if, okay, you were all human. There's gonna be days where you're not feeling well. There's gonna be days where it's just, you're completely burnt out. And I get it. You're probably gonna wanna take a step back. I, it makes sense. We're just human. But when it comes, to if you're going to do that all the time and you're just going to be kind of, okay, we're going to go out there and reform, we're going to come back and just, we're just not going to interact with the fans. Then you're missing out on a major opportunity to absolutely positively impact not only your band by connecting with these fans, but impacting the next generation as well. Mm. So having to focus on, okay, if a fan wants a picture, boom, let's do it. If a fan wants to talk for a couple of minutes, boom, let's do it because you never know what that put could potentially happen there. You yeah. never know. Maybe it was something where, like, even the record label that you're working with, maybe they had someone sent out to watch you, and they didn't even introduce themselves to you as a member of the record label. And you were talking to them for a couple minutes, and that may be one of the things you're like, okay, we need to sign this person now based on the fact that they gave us the time of day. And they didn't even know who we are. You never know exactly. who you're talking to.
1: Exactly. You don't know who you're talking to. And that's a that's a huge thing. But also like valuing those those smaller people as well. Like the people that um, you know, they did just go about their regular lives and they come up to you and they want a photo or they want um something signed or they, they want to tell you about their connection with your music. And that's that's always been something that I've loved about the music industry that like when I play, especially um especially in the UK last year, was really prominent. Like I had so many people coming up to me and saying, hey, I love this song because of Ya Ya, ya and like explaining to me how connected they felt to my music and how um, they loved watching my live show. And that is a huge, huge compliment for, for someone like me that's really worked um, super hard and, you know, tries to better myself as a musician and learn as much as I can.
0: That kind of mindset reminds me of especially something that someone asked me about when it came to the podcast. It was whenever it comes to having guest podcasts, preparing for them, I'm always like, prepare for them as if they're the best, as if your favorite artist or the biggest artist in the world. Because mm. just they're putting out music, they're putting out their art, they're putting their passion out there, they're giving it their all. Why aren't you giving it your all for them as well? Similar mindset. When you have people coming up to you from the crowd, no matter how big or small they are, no matter who they are, having that idea of this is the most important person to me right now, because you're the person I'm talking to. You're the person in front of me. You're the person that's connecting with my music. So let's have this one. Let's have this moment right here. Having that yeah. kind of mindset, just again, it creates those core memories for those fans, whether it's someone that is, just getting in your music, whether it's a young fan that is absolutely loving your music and starting their own journey into music, whether it's someone that just is there for the show and just enjoyed it, whether it's someone that's having just a bad day and just says Mm. hi or something and you give them the time of day from there, that can turn a bad day into a great day because later down the line in about, you know, in a week or so, they're not going to remember how bad that day was. They're going to remember the positive interaction they had at your show with you.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing, like people take the time out of their, their weeks and they use their own hard-earned money to come to your show and to, to watch your music and to support your craft. Why can't you give them the time of day for five minutes to sign a record and to talk to them and to, to understand how connected they feel to your music. It's just, it's really not right when that doesn't happen or I, I really despise um, the fact that some people feel like they need to pay extra for that because I just think that should come with, with yourself as a musician and, you know, um, like – I, I would never think of doing something like that. I know a lot of the time it's not the artist, artist's choice, but for me, that's something that I will always push. Um, it's just a huge, huge thing to be able to connect with your fans and connect with those people and to make that experience as great as possible because they're taking the time out of their days to do that for you. So you need to reciprocate.
0: Again, I got to speak to your mindset and you know give you props for it because even Thank as you. you continue to grow, as you know, when it gets to the point where you're always wanting to meet fans, you always want to give them the time of day, you never want to charge for it. Of course, we're seeing a lot of larger bands are still doing the meet and greet kind of stuff, the Mm -hmm. VIP experience. That might not necessarily be their own doing. They might be forced to do that based on contractual Mm -hmm. obligations. However, being a part of some of those VIP things, just seeing what they were like, there's always certain ones that I remember and they're always either for the positive or for the negative. And the Mm -hmm. ones that are for the positive are the ones where, okay, yeah, you have to like, okay, we're paying for this stuff, but it's things where... The band and the artists make it an experience that you're actually mm-hmm. having. They're making yeah. it; it's not just a quick photo, q and A, Q&A and done. No, no, there's always something that gets added to it. Like I know Ice Nine Kills, they always play like some ho- they always play some crazy horror theme trivia game with all of the people that go there. We came as Romans has you know cornhole tournaments when they ha- do their VIP stuff. So they're actually like I think about it. Yeah, it's you're gonna pay for it, but the exact same time, it's it's more than just uh oh. Hey, kind of thing. It's I you're actually,
1: yeah, you're
0: actually interacting, You're actually creating these positive moments at that standpoint. And you're connecting with the fans on a way that you're not going to be able to connect with them if you're just behind the merch table. But of course, always go and sit behind the merch table if you can. Just do the fact that people are going to want to come up and talk. People are going to want to say hi. And just a mm-hmm. simple conversation can send someone over the moon. You never know what might happen because someone in that audience that night might not know who you are and they might see exactly. that live and just... Be smitten over the moon with your kind of music, with what you're putting out there, with your performance, and a simple hello or a simple hi, how are you can turn that person from I'm a, I am really want to get behind this artist to I'm going to get behind this artist and I don't care who says anything about it. We're doing it.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's something that I kind of really made clear to people uh, last year when I I did the UK tour um, because we were at festivals and they would say, and it was actually really funny because uh, when I played HRH, um, one of the festivals, uh, we had a packed out room. We had a fully packed out room. It was our first show on the tour and people had to, when people left the room to go to the bathroom or wherever, then another person was allowed in. That's how packed it was to the brim. And it was, it was a huge room as well. It was crazy. Um, and I said to my dad, I said, do you think there's going to be people out there right before the show? And he was like, sometimes you're going to play to five people, sometimes you're going to play to um, 500, you know, or, you know, 50,000. You just, you never know, right? Um, and that's something that my dad, my dad's always reminded me, whether you're playing to that 500 crowd or you're playing to that 50,000 crowd or you're playing to five people, your show always remains the same and you have the same energy and you put yourself out there as much as you can um but the security guard actually turned around and he was like you've packed out the room and I was like what what do you mean I packed out the room because this is my first show in the UK ever um he's like it's one in one out people can't get into the show like people are actually waiting outside to get into your show and it literally like it blew my mind when I, I heard that for the first time and um, they were walking me to, to the merch desk and I was like signing things on the way for people because it was just... You know, people, people want that experience and people want to, you know, be your friend and, and, and I love being their friend as well. That's the thing I like having that connection and that um, great relationship with the people that made me who I am and made my music powerful enough to, you know, to get signed to a record label and stuff. So um, that, that's a super, super cool um, experience that I had last year on tour.
0: Say so credit to your dad for instilling that idea and that mindset in you, but further credit to you as well for taking that the extra mile and really making sure that once again, even when it comes to playing, you know, your first show in the UK, the whole entire room is packed out. It's if people want to get in, they have to wait for someone to leave. Even as they're escorting you over to the merch that table so you can start t- having those little like one-on-one meet and greets, the sign things, everything. Even on your way back, it's like nope. All these people are here. We can get all these people now at the same time. Let's go do it. All right. Yeah, give me a marker. Yeah, sure. We're signing
1: stuff. Exactly. I will stand there for four hours if I have to signing and talking to people. Um, I do not care. Like I, I just want people to have a great time and have a great experience and to be able to, you know, bring them that one on one personalized experience as well.
0: Now, if you see someone in the crowd in a packed-out room, all of a sudden that says, "Can you please sign this pizza?" Make sure you look up because it might be me just with a pizza. Like,
1: <laughs> all right, I'm gonna get out in the crowd. I'm I'm gonna uh, do a little a little sign. Yeah, definitely.
0: Just like, like all yeah. right, we're gonna. All right, first off, sign the box. Arrange, all yeah. right, take the whole pizza out. Okay, Kevin, enjoy the box. I'll just be like, did Cassie just take best. my whole?
1: I expect she to took see my whole pizza. On my first show in Chicago, I expect to see you there with a sign, with a pizza, and a and a, and a permanent marker so I can sign it.
0: <laughs> if I, if well, well, I'll try and do two. It'll be, it'll be one of two things. One will be I'll actually bring a pizza into the whole entire venue and then just take yeah. care of it from that am, and standpoint, yeah. or. Or if somewhere I can't bring the pizza in, of course I do owe you and your dad a deep dish pizza. Go somewhere before the show, get some pizza, and then I'm gonna bring the box into the venue, or bring a blo- yeah, like a great. or bring just like a you know a box that hasn't been built yet. Build the pizza box in the middle of the venue, and then, and then just hold it up and have yeah, it open and take cash and he signed this box.
1: Looking forward to it. That's the best. Hundred oh. percent.
0: So now with that in mind, I gotta ask. When are you coming back to the U.S.? I know you've played here before, but when are you making your way back? I got to see you perform live. It's been, it's been too long, but of course we had a video. I know.
1: I think it was our podcast three years ago. Was that during COVID?
0: It was, yeah, it had to be during COVID. Yeah. It if had I can... to be
1: during COVID. I, I'm almost positive, but I think back then I said I was going to come to the U S soon. But when I mean soon, I mean, actually I will be coming to the U S soon um, because yeah, definitely. Um, we're hoping, hoping, fingers crossed to get over there next year. So that would be super cool if we had that opportunity. Uh, that opportunity. Sorry. Um. Yeah. So definitely, we're coming back. Um. And it's it's gonna be a, a super super fun time when we're back there. We love the US. Um. I actually just got back from Hawaii not long ago, and that was just for vacation. But um, it just reminded me. Oh my God. I love the US. I love their food. I'm a huge foodie and I love the US food. It just does not compare to, sorry, sorry, Brits. It does not compare to the UK food at all. Um, or the Aussie food. It's just, it's a different, you guys are a different breed with that kind of stuff.
0: We, we like a lot of food and we are not afraid to show. (laughs) it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> for sure
0: i was just looking at like my my because i always have a list of every single guest i've had in the podcast like a tracker of like okay what day did we have the interview like what time was it what day did the episode released yeah when we recorded that last one It was on October 16th of 2020, so that was mid-pandemic, and we're recording this one on September 1st, or or in your case, September 2nd. Well, in about eight minutes, it'll be September 2nd for me, 2023, so practically three years later.
1: That's crazy. That's absolutely insane. Um, October 21st of 2020, I was still in high school that's crazy
0: <laughs> yeah that, that's right because i remember i literally because it was like right before that i remember uh it was uh your i end up interviewing your dad for with wicked smile and then i asked him yeah. like how did you like how did you guys get in contact because they caught because it was the wicked smile they, like contact me and i was like how'd you guys get in contact me he's like oh it was probably my daughter and that's how that whole entire yeah, thing Yeah, because you know what
1: happened actually um i i probably said to him if, if i do a really cool interview usually i'll be like because like I said, we love talking to good people, and um, we love. We, I loved talking to you last time. It was a great experience, and I said to him, I was like, you've got to have a chat with this guy about Wicked Smile because Wicked Smile was very much in their infancy in 2020 as well. Like it was very, very new kind of project that the boys were working on. And um yeah definitely so I would have definitely given him your contact. <laughs> I hope that's okay.
0: It was well it, I mean it led it led to stuff like this so yeah it was definitely okay but now I'm expecting over in the US next year so that I can I've so that we can do two things. One make sure I actually pay up and have that full on you know First, like, you know, first pizza's on me. Secondly, I got to bring that pizza box in and be like, Cassidy, yeah, so you got to sign the pizza box. Why? Because I said so. Box.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Sounds and great. then
0: and then we're going to mount it somewhere on the wall. It's like, why do you have a sign pizza box? Because I do.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And why did Cassidy Paris want to sign a pizza box? Because I I wanted to. Exactly. You don't need to explain yourself. It's just, yeah, it's a, it's a signature that needs to, needs to happen on that pizza box.
0: I'll say what will happen is I'll have to move these two skate decks right here and I'll put it right next to the sign rise against poster.
1: Sounds right.
0: And that's prime real estate. Well, Cassie, as we bring this episode to a conclusion, one of the things I always like to do is give you, my guest, a chance to say whatever you want to say. Plug or a plug. over or promote at the end of the podcast. So my friend, the yep. floor is yours.
1: Yep. Um, thank you so much, firstly, for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And it's always uh, an awesome time to talk to you. But thank you so much for to everyone that tuned into this podcast. Um, I have a debut album that is coming out super soon. New information to come super soon as well. Um, I'm so excited to be able to finally talk about this with um, yourself and all the people that are listening. So you can uh, keep up to date on Cassidy Paris Official on Facebook, Instagram, Um, I have a YouTube, I have TikTok now. I I just got TikTok not too long ago. Um, So yeah, keep up to date on any social media platform that you choose.
0: And we'll make it even easier for them. So, the first thing is when it comes to finding Cassie Paris online, when it comes to making sure you're ready for the release at debut, Home, when it comes to making sure you connect with her on social media and make sure you know when she's playing live shows. So, whether you're over in Australia, where she is, over in the UK, where she'll be playing later in 2023, or over here in the US, where you gotta go and see her play live in 2024. Every bit of information, every link, every label is gonna be description of the podcast below. So go there, you'll find everything. Just click and it'll take you right there. We're making it as easy as possible for you. Now it's time for number two. Well, Cassidy, last time I did it on the podcast, I made a promise. that first time you come over to the U next time you come over to the US, first pizzas on me. Because at that point in time, yeah, you were like still in high school. So I was like, I can't do my first rounds on me. However, yeah. If we cover the US, if you hit the age of 21 where you can at- legally drink here, even though you know we're well behind the rest of the world in that aspect, yep. we'll add an actual first round on me Sounds on top great. of the pizza.
1: Sounds great. Unreal. This, yeah.
0: yeah,
1: th- yeah this, <laughs> and yeah, I will tr- be 21 by the time I get there.
0: <laughs> All right. So yeah, we can I can make sure good on of those promises. Pizza, first round, done. Done, done.
1: Lock me in. <laughs>
0: Lock it in, write it down, write it down in your pizza box, ladies and gentlemen. It's gonna happen. Well, Cassie, as we bring this podcast to conclusion, I cannot end this by saying goodbye because, once again, this is the second I've had you on, and this was absolutely fantastic. I'm happy to hear that you got signed to a record label, that you're gonna have that debut album coming out super, 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 super soon, and coming over to the US in 2024. So, this cannot be goodbye due to two main reasons. One, I made you a promise, and I'm keeping that promise when you come because I know you're probably going to play in Chicago. So I'll meet you there for pizza versus me and assign a pizza box, fully place it on the wall. And Sounds also right. because even though this was three years in the making, do this again, let's not wait another three years to do this. Let's do this again, probably next year. Just really see how things yeah, are going. Definitely.
1: And Sounds great.
0: 100%. Shit. Even- should we even do like a live one too and then instead of just actually doing this over zoom do this in person i've done that once before and it went really 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 well so maybe we can do that a second time for the third time third time's a charm
1: when i get over to the u.s yes definitely definitely a live version
0: perfect well and then i can't say goodbye that's too final so cassidy i'll see you later
1: see you soon thank you so much
0: well folks it's been with cassidy paris and now it's time for kevin's final thoughts so three years it took to do this episode once again. Three years to bring Cassidy Paris back on. I remember that first episode we did. Yes, yeah, she was still in high school at that point. I, I had no idea that she was still in high school at that point. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't find out about that until maybe a, maybe like a week or two after. I was like, oh my god! I actually interviewed someone who is the literal definition of the next generation of musicians, and now at the age of twenty. She has a record deal. The youngest person beyond that on her label. And I can never remember the name of it and debut album coming up. And this, is the connection she's making. I mean, this is what we're talking about. This is why we support all these artists that we support. It's because of what she's able to do. It's because of the connection she's able to make with their fans. It's because even if it's not your, your style of music, whether you like the heavier stuff, whether you like the you know the new metal, you know more metalcore stuff, more post-hardcore stuff, whether you like punk rock, whatever it is, when it comes to someone who is you know just basically entering adulthood at that point, making music that's connecting with older and younger fans alike, that is having a positive impact on so many people, especially from the next generation of rock and metal fans. It it absolutely brings a smile to your face. It kind of just puts, you know, warm feelings in inside you. It's like, man, the music that we love, the music that makes us go, and the reason why we connect so much with it, you can see it happening in the next generation of musicians, and they're coming up and God, it makes me it makes me so happy. I love seeing the fact that Cassie continues to grow in her music, continues to show appreciation for everything that she's able to do living the dream and being able to connect with so many people on that front so many younger people on that front it just really brings a lot of positivity to the world i I gotta keep saying it's it's something about positivity over here with when it comes to cassidy paris so make sure you follow along with her go link strip to the podcast there are Links for her social media accounts where you can watch, you know, YouTube, where you can stream music, buy music, download her music, where you can go support her, buy some merch at the same time. Be ready for that debut. album to come out and when you can see her perform. Live. Also make sure you follow the Corporate Edge Podcast so go to go description. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're not subscribed to the podcast on YouTube, subscribe button right down here as we have episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday interviewing the best rock and roll bands out there. It's been your own rock and fans, discover new music, help find places to connect and feel accepted. We also do reaction clips on Fridays and podcast clips throughout the week. On top of that as well, if you're on the audio stream version, hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button. We put out all full episodes there every single Tuesday and Thursday. If you're liking the episode, hit the like button if you like the video on youtube hit the like button right down here thank you cassidy once again i will see you in 2024 for round three the live version get ready for that everybody so on that note that's your video, guys thank you for watching listening to the Card progression podcast my name is kevin and you guys know how i end every single one He's up to the big healthy and hearty see y'all yeah